Today, on Commitment to Truth. You see, when a man or a woman, young or old, does what is good and what is right, when a man or woman begin to realize that, you know what, um, I'm going to seek the Lord in everything that I do. Man or woman who begins to say, you know what, there's no other option. It's simply saying, God, the battle's not mine. It's yours. Why? Because that's God. Because he's there to fight for you and for me. If we let him. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, Complete Hearts. Throughout our personal journey with Christ, we will be tempted to rely upon someone or something other than the Lord. This sermon series will help us examine our individual hearts so that we may develop and sustain a heart that belongs completely to the Lord. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. So you can, if you can, again, open to 2 Chronicles. We're going to be in chapter 15, verses 1 through 17, to take a closer look at um, answering the question again, how do we develop and sustain a complete heart? And remember, as you turn in there, two important definitions. The word heart, remember, it's not the... the uh, biological heart is not the heart that's in the center of your chest, but we learned last week the heart is what? Your mind. Right? It, the, when the scriptures talk about the heart, it talks about the heart and our mind and or that hidden person of the heart, right? In other words, that immaterial part of you where you're that inner man where your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, everything that kind of culminates, if you would, and, and allows us or causes us to make rational or irrational decisions. It, uh, it, on the inside, where we get become emotionally stirred that we do something, we make spontaneous uh, decisions and spontaneous reactions because of what is really going on on the inside of us. And God wants to rescue and heal that inner man, that soul, unseen part of us. Second word, it's the word completely. So remember that he looks and roams upon the face of this earth. His eyes do looking for people whose heart, whose will, whose mind, whose soul, whose inner man is completely his. The word completely means this, to be safe, perfect, whole, full, at peace. So am I safe? Do I feel perfected? Am I whole? Am I full? Am I at peace in him? Do I need something else to make me feel safe? Someone else to make me feel perfected, to feel whole, to be full, also means to be finished and also undivided. You follow me? So he's looking for people to say, you, I can see. I can see that you know that there's no one else but me that can make you perfected. There is no one else but me that can make you full and feel safe. So no longer search for, pursue other things, thinking that it will make you feel safe. 
How do we develop and sustain a complete heart? Second Chronicles, again, sorry, chapter 15. Beginning with verse, well, verses one through two. Uh, but before I do that, can I give you a quick review of the first four? The first four is this. We start with doing good and right. Okay, we gotta always start with just doing the good and right thing to develop and sustain a complete heart. But then it, we move towards, we can never stop seeking the Lord. In other words, we gotta always seek after him, seek after him, no matter where we are in our personal relationship with him, we must always be going after and pursuing uh, the Lord, seeking after him. Number three, we must live having no other option. In other words, even though you may have options, there still is no other option but him, right? That even though he may give you additional resources, but you still say, God, these resources belong to you. How then do I use these resources? Oh, he's always in the equation of every aspect of life. Lastly, we covered last week, which was we allow the Lord to fight for us. In other words, we got to stop trying to win the battles ourselves. Let God speak up for us. Let God pursue your enemies for you. Whatever is going on in your life, let the Lord fight for you and stop trying to fight for yourselves. Make sense? Now again, chapter 15, verses one through two. Now the spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Abdad, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you when you are with him. And if you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you abandon him, he would abandon you. Now, before we, we answer the question here, we must understand again, theologically proper, we know God is always with us, right? Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, God is always with us. But remember, at the end of the day, he's there, but we can be somewhere else. He will never abandon us. Well, we know he will never uh, play hide and seek with us. When we seek him with all of our hearts, we will do what? Find him. The scripture says he's not a God that is far off. He is a God that is near. So do what? Draw near to him. But the human tendency is to not draw near to him. We do what? We pull away from him, especially when the going gets tough and complicated. Makes sense. So the, 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 the fifth answer to this question, how do we develop and sustain a complete heart, is that we should absolutely never abandon God, never abandon the Lord, absolutely never abandon the Lord because he will never do what? Abandon us. No matter how complicated, no matter how painful, no matter how distressed a situation gets, we cannot ever abandon him. Let's go deeper. So it says, if you and I are when we, it says, are forsaken, or when we forsake, this word forsake, which is where we get the word abandon, which also means to leave, to be deserted. So times get tough. We cannot leave him nor desert him because he never leaves us nor deserts us. Psalm 119 verse 87 says this. They almost destroyed me on earth. But as for me, I did not forsake your precepts. Why is it important to identify precepts here and we not forsaken his precepts? Because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. 
So when you read the word, you read whom? God. When you see the word, you see whom? God. The word is God. God is his word. So when we, we listen, the top times get tough. One of the first things we do is what? Oh, that's too, that's too hard to obey. That's too complicated, God. But can I not obey that verse and obey the other verses? When we pick and choose the precepts in which we want to follow, we're simply saying, God, I am rejecting you. I'm abandoning you. The person, God. So therefore, when you hear this verse again, Psalm 119, verse 87, listen to it with that in context. They almost destroyed me on the earth. So whoever's coming after me on this earth, whoever's out to get me, whatever I'm going through with anyone on this earth, but as for me, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to forsake your word. I'm going to continue to do the right thing, no matter if the wrong thing is being done to me. Why? Because he never abandons us. Psalm 94, verse 14 supports this. It says, for the Lord would not abandon his people, nor would he forsake or abandon his inheritance. So the beauty that you hear here, the beautiful thing you hear here is that he won't abandon you, nor would he abandon what he's promised you. God is not a man that he shall lie, nor son of man that he shall repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Has he not spoken it? Will he not make it good? We should never abandon the Lord because he will never abandon us. Number six, we find in verse three and four, again, 2 Chronicles 15. It says, for many days, Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and they sought him and he let them find him. So here you find one key word and the word is what? To turn. Well, here, two words, technically distress, turn. Distress comes upon us. The tendency is to turn away. Now, what you find in, in both of these situations is there will be something that you will go through, experience but the choice will be yours which way you turn. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. As under-shepherds and wives of the same, we all need tending to. We grow weary as we care for our families and those we faithfully serve. As life servants, we're honored to tend to those in our care, but we too need to be cared for. We need help when life gets heavy, we need hope when life gets hopeless. We too need to be shepherded. So, who's shepherding us? You can purchase this book at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. The choice is always upon us to determine which direction will I turn. Will I turn towards the Lord or will I turn away from him. Thus, the second point that we're going to identify today is this, is that we must keep going back to God. No matter how distressful it gets. The word distress means this, narrowness, tightness, leading to misery. So have you ever had 
life feel like this, that the walls are literally closing in on you? It's just getting narrower and narrower to a point that there's this tightness, there's this misery. Next part of the definition of distress, a person's pain and even oppression. Have you ever gone through time, times of life that it is becoming more tight, more distressful to a point that is causing pain and even oppression? Keep going back. The word turn means this, to go back, to do again. So in other words, church, no matter how miserable it gets, do it again and again and again and again. The word turn also means this, to be to reestablish and to restore. So I believe this is fitting for those that maybe kind of fell away for, for a period of time and they feeling like really distant. Said, so no, no, come back to God so he can restore you so that he can reestablish the relationship. Right, because we've been there, many of us, right? Is that sometimes you get so far away that it's like, how do I come back? Just turn around. It's just that simple. Just turn back to God and let him do the reestablishing of the relationship and let him restore you. That's his promise. You see, we can call, him, call on him during our distresses. You see, Psalm 18 verse 6 says this. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry, my cry for help before, before him came into his ears. So he is there listening and he, he has an open ear to our distress calls, if you would. And then we can also call him on him in our trouble. Look at, look at Psalm 120, verse 1. I cried to the Lord in my trouble, and he did what? He answered me. So when you're distressful, when you're in trouble, his promise is that he will answer you. But can I add this to the equation? You hear a key word in both of these verses. Cried, cry. Cried, cry. He heard my voice. Going back to God and staying there over and over again many times requires tears. For example, parents, I remember when our children were, were first born and they were very young and we started realizing there were different types of cries. There are cries that were manipulative cries, like just turning me. But then there were cries that were distress calls to a parent. Mothers, you know that especially, right? It's like you just know that you know that you, you here's the beautiful thing. You can pick out your child's cry in the midst of all the children's voices and cries in the nursery. Right? I mean, it's amazing how, how that happens. So what do you think God does? But my humble opinion is he needs, he needs every now and then a distress call from us. 
You know what a distress, distress call looks like to God? A snotty nose, overflowing tear duck cry. You follow what I'm saying? It's like, where's the tissue? You, you can't, you didn't know you had, sorry to freak you out and like gross you out, but you didn't know you had that much snot in your nose. Kind of cry in conversation with God. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's just like you're just having your own worship conference, your own prayer conference, and you're just crying out before the Lord, and your tears are just flowing and flowing and flowing. And I don't know about you, but when you get up, you, you just have this peace and say, he heard me. You just know. You just know that you know that you know that you know that you know that God heard you. And if you've never had that experience of going back to God and saying, God, help me, I'm in distress, and you've never come to that place of brokenness, you're missing out. Because you will always get up still distressed. You'll get up and you'll be like, oh, well, he didn't hear me. Well, I don't think he even hears me. But I'm telling you, when you go in with, with alligator tears and and ocean tears and every, you know, part of your facial, you know, expressions aren't, are just all discombobulated and you're just like crying from, you know, sometimes you don't even have any words. Tears are flowing, <laughs> snot is dripping and you can't have enough tissue next to you. You get up from those days and you know that you know that you know that your voice was heard in the ear of God. You, you understand what I'm saying? So my challenge to you is, when you go back, go back with a distress call. Don't just go back and, you know, send up some Hail Marys, you know, and just, and you just think that it's just, he's gonna, yeah, he'll, he'll hear you, right? But will you know that he hears you? Something about tears that moves the heart of a parent. Something about tears that moves the heart of a father. I cried to the Lord in my trouble and he answered me. Number seven, we find in verses five through eight, we must become a people who live courageously. We live courageously. And listen to what it says in verses five through eight. It says, in those times, there was no peace for him who went out or him who came in because many disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands. Sounds like the world today. Nation crushed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every kind of distress. And may I pause there to talk about the sovereignty of God. It reads, for God troubled them with every kind of distress. We can twist it however we want and say, well, God allowed Satan to trouble them or God himself sent trouble. No matter how you want to slice it and dice it, that's a part of the sovereignty of God that any person who follows Jesus must submit to is that 
God is in control of everything at all times. And everything has to cross his desk. Everybody, everything needs a stamp and seal of approval. No matter how painful and distressful and unfair, etc., 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 etc. Why? Because it doesn't end with the distress. There's an end game to it all. And ultimately is the heart of man. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Hello, Commitment Church, family and friends. This is Pastor Cedric, and I just wanted to stop by and just give you a word of thanks. Thank you so much for praying for us over the years, months, days, and not only praying for us, but also helping us contributing to the work of God through Commitment Community Church uh, on a financial basis. Thank you for those who serve day in, day out to allow this work to continue to go into all the world. Uh, I just want to let you know that the work of God is expanding in Commitment Community Church and through Commitment Community Church. God is doing some amazing things in the hearts of people. Lives are being transformed. Leaders are being raised up. We are doing work now in the, in the country of Colombia. We're continuing our work in South Africa with our missionary, Joyce Ray. And we're so excited about our commitment in Espanol ministry here in Lindenwall and just whatever else God has for us. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much again for your prayers, but also thank you so much for your financial contributions because without your gifts to us on a regular basis, we simply couldn't do everything that God has called us to do, everything that God has placed in the heart of this church to do for generations to come. So again, thank you so much. And just know that there's multiple ways to give you can continue to give the traditional way through check and cash, but also please download our church app and you can find it in the app store. But then also know that you can go online to commitmentchurch.org and find the, the giving button and, and be able to give those ways as well. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And may God richly bless you and return to you a hundredfold. Uh, what you have already given to us as a church. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series, Complete Hearts, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. We hope you are encouraged to make your heart completely His so that you can live courageously through Him. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.